Hi, this is Don Dawkins, and you're rocking on Iron City Rocks. Hey, this is Jack Rolton, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hello and welcome to episode 328 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host, John, coming to you from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, bringing you the best rock, hard rock, heavy metal, and blues talk on the net. Episode 328, we are joined by Great White frontman, I should say Jack Russell, Great White frontman, Jack Russell. Jack, all many of you know, long-time vocalist of the band Great White. Uh, they went through some legal battles over the name a few years ago, and Jack is now fronting a band called Jack Russell's Great White which ironically does feature former um, great white bassist Tony Montana on bass or on guitar in this band actually so really cool uh, to get a chance to talk to him he was on the show many many years ago uh, he has a fantastic new album called He Saw It Coming out now on Frontiers Records so that's available now I'll play you a little bit of the first track off the album called Sign of the Times and then we'll get into that interview with Jack Russell gentlemen my pleasure to welcome the front man from the iconic great white jack russell how you doing jack i'm doing good man i'm doing good but now it's jack russell's great white jack russell's great <laughs> we'll keep the lawyers happy with that one um mm-hmm. you've got a fantastic new album coming out uh in just actually tomorrow uh that i wanted to yeah, talk tomorrow, to you about you're right. wow yeah, it's got to be kind of exciting after you know all these years and all the different yeah, things you've been through it really personally. is uh, yeah, he really saw is, he know. saw it coming. Uh, kind of an interesting uh, title. Um, I have to say, one of the first things that caught me, really, the very first song, "Sound of the Times." I think you wrote the song that so many people feel inside. Uh, do you want to talk about that one in particular for me? Sure. Um, the idea from that song for that song came out. Uh, I was at an airport with my band. We were getting ready to fly to somewhere or another, and I was sitting in there waiting for. I was sitting at the gate waiting to go uh, for the board plane, you know, and. I'm looking around. There's probably about a hundred people in the area, and I'm looking around, looking around. I'm, I notice that every single person I saw, 
I mean, everyone had a cell phone or iPad or some gadget mm-hmm. in their hands, and they're just pecking away, you know, peck, 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 peck. It's like a bunch of chickens, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Piano playing chickens, right? And I'm the only one that didn't have a cell phone in their hand. I looked to my band, they're all doing the same thing, peck, peck, yeah. peck, peck, peck. And I go, like, and then I looked across from me, right? And I noticed there's this couple, and I had seen them, you know, I hadn't noticed them before, but then I realized that they were texting each other. Yeah. And I'm like, you're sitting right next to the person. I mean, whatever happened to the art of conversation, you know? I mean, it's been lost. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, you're and, then, right. and then you have all these, uh, you know, internet trolls that you know, go around, have nothing else to do but hide behind the safety and the anonymity of a, a keyboard and just bash everything that comes out from anybody. Yeah. You know, and it's like, don't don't you have a life? Couldn't you be doing something more constructive than, you know, I mean, go out, take your kids to a movie or, or you know, go out and learn the guitar if you want to say some guy's so horrible at it, see how hard it is to learn, you know? Yeah. Or try to sing or, you know, just exactly. do something, you know, go mow your lawn, you know? Pull some weeds. Get a job. <laughs> you said you, you'll go to a restaurant and you'll look in, in the table next to you. You'll see a you know, mother, father, kids, and all four on you know their little devices. Like, what the heck? Yeah, you know? it's amazing. It's like you know. I, I mean, I even find myself doing it. You know, somebody will yeah. call and I'll let it go to voicemail. Then I'll, I'll text them back. Sorry, uh, busy right now. I'll call you later. Yeah. I'm like, well, why didn't I do that? And my, I'm just telling my wife, God, I got no friends anymore, man. I can't. But nobody ever calls me. So Jack, that's because you never answer the phone. Yeah. And I go, oh, no kidding. So I started calling all my friends now. You know what I mean? Start keeping in touch. Just taking the time to call them and talk to them, you know? Yeah. Not being afraid that if a guy keeps me on the phone for an hour, you know, it's not that big of a deal, you know? And it's just yeah. solidifying our friendship, you know? Now, the collection of songs that you pulled for the album, obviously that one is very, very timely. Um, were the material that you wrote from, that you drew from, influences like that... Um, did it kind of span a length of time? You know, it's been a while since we've had a new release from you. Or are these pretty fresh compositions for you? Yeah, the, I mean, no, this is stuff, this is all new stuff. This is nothing that I've had from, like, old demo tapes that I didn't release. This is all brand new stuff from the word go, you know. We um, wrote this album probably in total six months you know okay. I mean, because we were taking our time we had shows in between and you know i had to drive down to robbie's house which is like 45 minutes away and we'd sit in the studio and write or i'd come up with an idea you know a musical idea and i'd take it to him and go okay go it goes down or whatever it is you know what i mean mm-hmm. like like uh for example he saw she's he saw she saw no no she moves me, and I came up with a do 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 And I told him, I go, you know, do that, and then, but I go, I want it really stonesy, like think of Gimme Shelter, or think of just some really sleazy, you know, bar room, you know, smoke everywhere, and people sitting there drinking, and just, you know, I go, just think of that vibe, and he came up with the the rhythm and everything for it, and I go, that that's brilliant, you know, and so I mean, every song's new, and and. It's just whatever we came up with, you know, and I'm I'm really happy with this stuff because, you know, we both have the same influences and, like, it was, some of them are really prevalent, like in the harmonies, you know, there's a lot of Beatles stuff going on and, and you know, um, some Beach Boys kind of stuff and, you know, I really wanted to showcase the fact that my band, everyone can sing, 
Sure. You know, this is the first record I've done where I hadn't at least done some of the harmonies. You, you know, most of the records I did them all. You right. know, and I wanted to have different voices in my own. Yeah, but still, it doesn't sound like a, a huge departure. You know, I don't listen to this album and say, "Oh, this is this isn't the Jack Russell I remember." It still sounds no. like you. you know, yeah, the music, it still sounds like Leah. Yeah, musically, I mean, there's some things that I think feel a little bit different, um, but it still feels like you know. You know, recovery live Classic in some respects. Stuff. You know that kind of thing. Right, right. Now, um, yeah, you know, I mean, it, you can't escape your roots. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I can't. You know, when I write, when I wrote for uh, Great White, you know, I mean, the songs I wrote with them, you know, it was different because you know I was writing with different people. And the weird thing was when I got with Robbie, I'm like, oh god, what if this guy can't write? Right. You know, I mean, what if he, you know, what if he just comes up with these stupid ideas and he thinks they're great? You know, I'm like, oh man. But the first song you wrote on my boat um, was, um, um, oh, God, what is that song? Don't Let Me Go. And um, I go, God, that's cool. That sounds almost like a Jamaica in a way, you know what I mean? Right. From from the Beatles, House of the Holy. And I go, that's cool, a little almost a reggae thing, you know? So, you know, we wrote that in like 20 minutes. I'm like, now, okay, now I understand. This guy, his heads were mine's at, so we just started writing, you know. Now, during your, your stint with, you know, original stint with Great White, did you guys do much writing with third parties like the, you know... Alan Niven? Yeah, yeah. I mean, did you did you work with yeah, a lot of... Alan Niven. Yeah, well, we didn't work with a lot of... We never worked with anybody like, you know, anybody really famous. Like, you right. know, I can't remember what the guy's name is. I wrote Bon Jovi. Yeah, I know, but I can't think of it. And uh, no, we never did that. We uh, our our ex manager, you know, used to work work on songs with us, and you know, he actually um, he was kind of living vicariously through us, you know. And uh, but he did have some really good ideas, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Great White would have, you know, been Great White if it wasn't for him. I mean, he originally had, uh, worked started a, a record label called Enigma. Yeah. Who had signed Motley Crue and, and signed um, Berlin, and you know, and then they got them signed to bigger labels, and you know, he signed us, and then we were supposed to sign the contracts one night. Went to his house, and he's like, "I got some bad news." I go, "What?" He goes, uh, "I quit." I go, "What?" And he goes, "He goes, I quit. Um, they didn't want they didn't want the brothers that own the, the label didn't want to sign us, so I quit." I go, wow, man, that's heavy. You know what I mean? You got losing so much that he quit his job. And he goes, I don't know what I'm going to do now. I go, well, why don't you manage us? He goes, I know nothing about managing. I go, you'll learn. So, you know, he became one of the biggest manage- managers of the 80s, handling us and Guns N' Roses mm-hmm. and such, you know. And, um, you know, he was, uh, we were always his babies, though, you know. But there was a point in time where, you know, I'd been sober almost eight years, and I was like, you know, I don't really we don't really need this guy, you know, to, to help us anymore. You know, matter of fact, I got the last two record deals, you know, with Imago and then with Sony. You know, I sat in John Claudner's office. I went to lunch with John Claudner. You know, John signed the band because he believed in me, you know. So, you know, I was right, you know. But there was some, you know, the 90s, man, that was a tough time to get through because all of our fans were having babies and, raising yeah. their kids and you know then they just vaporized and all of a sudden the kids grew up and then all our fans are back and their kids are with them you know because <laughs> they got they started listening to the same music it's so funny to see generations of people you know yeah yeah i mean i i, 
I can't tell you how many young musicians I talk to that really, it surprises me, even if they weren't alive during the 80s or, or extremely young during the 80s and grew up in, you know, other decades, that, that still go back to some of that music in the 80s, you know, the George Lynch's, the Great Whites, the Kicks, and, and really love that stuff, you know, and I, it's great Yeah, I mean, it, you can't deny good music. I mean, it really, I mean, the 80s had some really serious singers. Yeah. You know, I mean, guys were just like amazing voices, you know. Um, Jeff Tate, you know, Sebastian Bach, um, Don Dawkins, you know, who, you know, in his prime, he had just a beautiful voice, you know. He's a great songwriter. You know, I mean, the guy can, you know, I've written songs with Don, and, you know, he just starts scatting, and all of a sudden they go, okay, dude, that's great. Uh, yeah. We write a lyric, you know, and it, it's just, he's got so much talent, you know, and, um, you know, there was uh, a lot of good singers. You know, Tom Kiefer, you know me, for example. I mean, yeah. I love his voice. Yeah. You yeah. know? Um, Certainly unique. You know? So, yeah, exactly. So, you know, and I had my own, I have my own style, you know? And then, you know, I, I, I not to, I, I'm trying to stay humble here, and I mean this with all humility, you know? Uh, I know I got a really good voice, you know? And it's still, I still have, it's all there still. You yeah, know, I haven't lost anything. You know, I thought I did, but then I realized I was doing my warm-ups wrong. And uh, ever since then, I gained back the two notes I thought I lost. But I mean, those are notes that you know you never really use them. You know, I mean, it's like the dogs can hear them. You know. Yeah, you, the notes that you're I mean, missing are ones that I can't hear. It's, you're exactly right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. That's it's like the... his mouth's open. No, I'm singing really. Dogs are oh, <laughs> <laughs> bats are crashing into each other. Yeah, I don't, I don't think anybody could question your vocal ability. That scene you play, Save Your Love. Oh, well, thank you, thank you. Um, and that's one of the things on the, in the new album. You mentioned you didn't do, you know, the vocal harmonies aren't all you. Um, when, when you There's broke none that, of me. Did you, you kind of just go around and listen to everybody and kind of figure out where they're all going to blend together, or did everybody kind of naturally fit into a certain No, kinda... no, Robbie, me, Robbie and I produced it, okay, mm. and... um Robbie having the studio and having access to the, the, the you know, the recordings at, you know, 24 hours a day, you know, except when he was off teaching, you know, I, I, he would call me up and go, look, I got an idea, what do you think of this? And then i go, okay, you try that, but I got another idea, try this, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or I'd go down to his house a lot, you know, and um, would work on songs, would work on, the, you know, the, the production, and um you know, but Robbie—he's—he's he's, or seriously, he's a musical genius. The guy is schooled in theory, but he's also street-wise musically. You know, he can play faster than anybody I've ever seen, but he doesn't do that all the time. Only when it's appropriate. Mm -hmm. I mean, he just—he's very much a, a a soulful player. Like he'll, you know, like solo on side times. You know, he doesn't rip through that. It's very simple and it's short. You know, and some guys would take that and go, okay, how many notes can I put in this measure? Yeah. 127 I got in there. You know, and you're like, wow. But you, you can't remember what the solo is, you know? Yeah. You know, or like Paige had the same feel, you know what I mean? It was like, you know, I mean, I always like guitarists that play where you can remember the solo just like you can remember the the melody line on the lyrics. Yeah. You yeah. know, and he's got that away, ability the to know when not to play. Yeah, yeah right. You know, you, you want to remember, you know, you want you want that, to, you want the song to have feel, you know, and, and he knows when not to play. Yeah. And yeah. that's uh, a problem for a lot of people. That's, you know? Yeah, and that's a problem for a lot of drummers, too. You know, you, you 
Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, there's a time to chop wood, and there's a time to you know throw in some fills. You know? Yeah, let it breathe. And um, everybody I, I have is. A, go ahead. Uh, can I ask how you, how you hooked back up with Tony, getting him back in the um, fold? We had been talking about you know him coming into the band, and you know he's I don't know man I don't know if I want to get into all that again you know, but he calls me up one day and um. I had fired my ba- my drummer, my, my my bass player, and um, he had heard about it, you know, like really quickly through the grapevine. And he goes, he goes, Jack, and I've been thinking. I go, what? He goes, you know, I was thinking about why should somebody else be out there making money playing the riffs that I came up with, you know? Mm-hmm. And I go, well, they shouldn't be. You should be playing them. And he goes, you know what? You're right. He goes, you still want me in? I go, absolutely. So that was it. He was in. And and then we ended up firing the other guitar player, who was a longtime friend of mine, who played on my Shelter Me album, which was my first solo album. And a great guitar player, just, you know, him and Robbie kind of clashed. It was like this, you know, he had a real, he was really jealous of Robbie, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that sucked. And I ended up firing him because he drank too much he's you know he was always watching me not to drink but i found out before the show i saw him one time just guzzling huge fucking sorry That's huge right. margaritas you know mm-hmm. and i'm like wow so you know i fired him and then tony goes can i play guitar i go i don't know can you <laughs> he goes dude i was I, mean, I was a guitar teacher when you hired me i go oh it's right so he showed me some videos and playing. I go, dude, you got the job, no problem. Just learn the keyboards and the harmonica. Well, he already played keyboards somewhat, so you know he learned the harmonica so we could do rock me, you know, because that's a, such an integral instrument in that song. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so that's. But awesome. that's how he got in, and he's been there ever since. And you know, he's just he's just amazing. He's amazing, amazing musician, great guy. You know. Did it? Um, did it help? You know, for like when you know you're getting the project together, getting ready to do an album, to have a, a label like Frontiers, kind of behind you guys to to show that support. You know, yeah, and I don't think they really expected much from us. You know, what I mean, I think they they thought, well, you know, we'll give him a chance. He's got a name, and you mm-hmm. know, um, I don't think they expected you know the music that we gave them. You know, and. uh I think it really surprised them, and I think it surprised a lot of people. I just did an interview recently where the guy goes, "Man," and this was just before I talked to you. He goes, "I, I wasn't. I tell you, I, I want to be honest with you." He goes, "You know, I, I didn't really expect a lot from this record. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I thought it was just gonna be kind of like old rehash, Great White." Right. He goes, "But it's totally different." He goes, "I love, I love every single song," and he went on and on and on. I'm like, "Wow, that's cool," you know. Yeah. So you know, it isn't. It, it's definitely a record that's not a record we've recorded before. You know, it's not a Boston two. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, and it's it's like I said that the themes inside the album I think are, are very relevant. Um, and it seems very personal. You know, you're not writing about fictitious third characters and things like that. They're no. To, well, the only like I always yeah. Right, right, you know, all about chicks and stuff like yeah. that. No, yeah, Mr. Bone, yeah, come on, you know. Um, you know, there's, there, there is a song of that crazy, but that's just more about, you know, some chick that's just psycho. Everybody knows one of those, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, 
I love the line and I put it where it goes um, if you blow her off she'll just hook up with your friends it's <laughs> like <laughs> how many times have we had that happen you know what I mean it's like some chick you break up with her and then she goes starts going out with your best friend you're like yeah. oh man they tried to warn him so and then Spy vs. Spy that's the only non-autobiographical tune that's on that album and that just came from that old mag- Mad Magazine cartoon yeah. I just I wanted to write a spy song because I was watching a bunch of spy movies and I thought man you know there's some really good tunes in the beginning of some of these I go man I'm going to write a spy song cool. so I came up with the idea you know music and I showed Robbie and then he goes yeah, I don't know about this one man I go that's the same thing you said about she moves me so I go just try it you know so that's one of my favorite songs on the record and that really you know um shows off his guitar playing at the very beginning yeah. so it's fun Jack do you have um, plans for 2017 to take this out on the road I mean you seem like you're always you spent the last 30 years on the road uh, more or less oh yeah uh, um, um, yeah I've have been I've actually I, oh we have a blast this band is so much fun live because they've all got energy you know they're all hungry they're not burned out, you know, and they're not just going through the motions to make money, you know. I mean, they're actually having a great time. I mean, you look at me and my guitar player, we're just always smiling at each other because we're just having such a good time, you know. Yeah. And um, there's a lot of energy, and yeah, we're definitely going to take it on the road. We got, you know, a number of shows booked, but we're still, you know, our agents working hard to fill up our summer, and and he will, you know, he always comes through. He's like, he's like the guy that, you know pulls it out in the ninth inning, you know? <laughs> yeah. Whoa! You know, we got nine runs in the ninth inning, you know? So it's, uh, yeah. So I'm not confident. I'm not even worried about it. We're, then when we got a new agent in Europe, and um, they got us on a fe- one festival already the day he s- we signed with them. So, you know, we're, we'll be planning on doing some shows over there, but mostly we're going to focus on the States because, you know, that's where I live, you know? Yeah. Now, in in the kind of I know a lot of musicians I talk to you know they were huge in Japan or they big following in Sweden or whatever was was great white success pretty domestic or did you have the international appeal yeah we had international appeal but it wasn't huge because uh, our manager never really focused on Europe you know what I mean oddly enough you know mm-hmm. we we would have we had a chance to break through in Europe but we were supposed to go out with Molly Crew, mm-hmm. and the night before the tour, Nikki OD'd. Yeah, I don't mess it up. You know, and I'm like, damn you, <laughs> you know. And my manager was there, and he like, you know, actually gave him CPR and stuff, and you know, saved his life, you know. But he, uh, by the same token, he it really, you know, really hurt us. You know, I'm, I'm glad, you know, Nikki's okay. But you know, at the time, I was like, you dick. You know, but I'm sure that's what my band was saying about me, you know, when yeah. they didn't want to play with me anymore because I was a wreck. Yeah. You know, I finally came to terms with that, and I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going, you know what? This was all my fault. It wasn't theirs. You know, I don't blame them. I would have done the same thing, but I would have done it long before. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't have waited around that long. I would have said, you know what? You're gone. So I had to take that and, and own it, you know? So. I just didn't like the way they went about it, you know. But yeah. that's it. You know. Yeah. No more. No more need to be said about that, you know. No. Well, we look forward to seeing you. Hopefully, you'll get into Pittsburgh. I know many, many shows in Pittsburgh over your career. Uh, we look forward to seeing. Yeah, you I back. love Pittsburgh. Yeah. All right, I Jack. Love it's, Pittsburgh, man. It's been a pleasure. We wish you uh, well with the new album release tomorrow. 
Thank you, John. I really appreciate talking to you, and thanks for having me on the show, you know. Again, a big thank you to Jack Russell of Jack Russell's Great White for coming on the show. Uh, if you go to jackrussellsgreatwhite.com, you can check out all the tour dates. Nothing in Pittsburgh yet, uh, but as he mentions in the interview, I'm sure he'll be around these woods uh, pretty soon. He always seems to get out here on tour. And I know Pittsburgh has loved the band Great White and all things Jack Russell for many, many years. Uh, a note on the new album he saw it coming. Uh, for those of you who might be like myself and a little skeptical uh, of a uh, his vocal abilities at this point in his career, I have to say that I was extremely impressed with Jack's vocal range and the harmonies and such on the new album. So uh, really a cool album. It does not sound like a cookie cutter, um, great white album. It doesn't sound like he tried to reproduce Once Bitten, Twice Shy or anything like that on this album. But uh, I think it's right in the same vein. It's got um, really cool production, some great guitar work. So it's really a great album to give a listen to. So it's available now on Frontiers. You can get it at Amazon, iTunes, etc. And uh, check that out, Jack Russell's Great White, as they're on tour. You can visit us at ironcityrocks.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, are all forward slash ironcityrocks. You can contact us at ironcityrocks at gmail.com if you have any thoughts or opinions on the show. Until next time, thank you. (laughs) 